I think uh, from my perspective, one of the really underrated thing is, things is uh, lowering your expenses every month. Hey, it's Walter here, and you're at the Think Profit Podcast, where we're going to help you develop a rock-solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality, and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh. Sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Walter, what's like the most underrated thing that will get you to become a full-time trader that people really don't talk about. I know everybody talks about the trading system. They talk about the psychology, right? But is there something more basic or maybe more advanced that you would say is super important also? Uh, for me, I would say it's probably the, the way that you approach risk because risk has been the thing that is probably like getting risk wrong is mm -hmm. been the thing that probably has led to more traders quitting than anything else. It also has led to more traders getting frustrated more than anything else, I would mm -hmm. say, because it takes yeah. so long to get a certain, you know, to, to build your account to a certain size where your goals are, basically. So, for example, everyone always says risk 2% or risk 1%. Some strategies, if you risk 1%, you will go broke. Like, that's mm -hmm. too much. Some strategies, if you can handle it, you can go more than that. Some traders might be comfortable doing something completely different. Like, you take, let, let's say you had a, let's say you have a $100 account, Okay. And so in your $100 account, you risk $10 a trade or $15 a trade, you know, something like that. So let's say, let's say on a $100 account, you risk $15 a trade. You might be able to build that up to $1,000 rather quickly. Uh, it also might blow up the account, right? And if it blows up the account, you say, well, it was just $100. I'll try again sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And then when it gets to 1000 maybe you decide that instead of risking 2%, which would be $20, right? You decide, well, I'm going to risk 5%. So you're risking $50 a trade. Again, this is a little bit more than what most people are used to, but it could build your account to 10,000 rather quickly. And then when you get to 10,000, maybe that's when you're looking at two or 3% or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Where it's closer to sort of the normal accepted level that everyone talks about. So that's a way that you can kind of get some fast traction. And I know a trader that did that. Like he, he always started with a really small account Mm -hmm. And as soon as he got to about a hundred grand, he would cash out and start all over again. So even if he only started with five grand, he would just work it up to hundred. And then once he broke a hundred, he knew that something in his head would mess him up. So he would have to like cancel it out and do it again. And sometimes you start with that little $2,000 account, whatever, and it blows up and you're yeah. like, well, that's all right. I made 112 last time around, you know, I'll try another $2,000 account or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. so that's another thing. Like you can, you can do things like that. You don't have to risk 2% of a $1,000 account, you know, <laughs> like things like that. There's a lot of things like in society that you just don't question, you know, we don't mm -hmm. question it. It's, it's a fact. And that's one of the things in trading. It's the same thing. It's like everyone sort of just says 2%, 2% or 1%, 1%. But mm -hmm. I don't know that for some traders, that's too much depending on their system parameters and so for other traders that's never going to get them where they want to go so mm -hmm. yeah true true hey there i hope you're finding this episode useful i just wanted to let you know that walter and i give away something valuable every month that helps traders improve their skills you can enter to win by simply leaving an itunes review and leaving a comment on our youtube videos at the end of each month we'll look at the comments and reviews from the month and we'll pick a winner at random each comment and each review counts for one entry during the month that it's submitted. So if you're interested in that, be sure to enter after this podcast is over. All right, back to the episode. I think uh, from my perspective, one of the really underrated thing is, things is uh, lowering your 
expenses every month. So like, I think, you know, the faster you, or the lower your expenses, the faster you can cover it with your trading. And, you know, you, you, maybe you buy a used car and, and you pay it with cash instead of having a loan or whatever. And same thing with your, your housing situation. So I think that's a really underrated thing that most people don't look at. And even if you don't want to become a trader later on, or you just want to have a business or something like that, I think that really is beneficial for that also. So something to consider. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Like th that's why there are a lot of traders in places like Thailand and yeah. Indonesia and yeah. stuff because well one, you can live wherever you want and two, it just naturally, you know, cuts that. And actually, I think those are really good time zones to live in too. Like yeah. Bali, Thailand, like in, over in that part of the world, it's really cool because London session starts like in your afternoon, you know. Mm. And so in the evening you get New York. So it's kind of like the really heavy volume in forex is for, so for Forex traders, or even if you're trading like New York Stock Exchange, still that's like, you know what I mean? That's kind of like the early evening when that yeah. fires up for you. So, well, it depends on the time of year, but yeah. So, so like it's, it, you're, you could easily catch the open of the New York Stock Exchange if you lived in Thailand. So mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Um, and for people in your part of the world, it would be, you know, Mexico or Costa Rica or places like that where yeah. there's a lot of expats uh, living there and it's easy to reduce your expenses. Colombia or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> depending on how. I think Thailand was what I heard, what, five, six hundred bucks you could get away with a month or something and still live pretty well. Yeah, I think it depends on um, where you live. Yes, right? my wife lived there. And she, oh, okay. I think, yeah, we went back maybe uh would have been seven years ago we went there and she was amazed at how much more expensive it was but we went to like the tourist island kosamui mm -hmm. which is really touristy so i think at the time they were getting a lot of russian and chinese they'd had kind of discovered the island and so it, you know prices had gone way up since she when she was there but like if you're in bangkok or something yeah you could definitely find uh, a cheap or, or or just off just slightly off the beaten path you know mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I met some Australians over there that were kind of doing that. They're like, yeah, we, we don't live in Koh Samui anymore. It's too expensive or whatever. But, but yeah, so what you're saying is definitely doable. Like there's beautiful places around. It's the same with Bali, you know, mm -hmm. or Indonesia. Like there's areas of Indonesia. You can, you can spend a lot of money if you want to, or you can just go slightly off, you know, off and find. Yeah. Like I think Bali still has tons. There's tons of places there that are that are cheap. And if you go off Bali somewhere else, it's definitely cheap, you know. Yeah. I've seen some guys with those villas and I don't know what they're paying, but it was kind of ridiculous, like two thousand a month or something. And yeah. It's like totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Like we rent we rented a place there and it was like you had a driver, a chef, um, a pool. Like it was my family with another family, you know, and it was like, dude, we were like, we were in heaven, man. You know, like <laughs> The girls, like the driver takes the girls to go shopping. The driver takes me to go surfing. Like it was just, it was amazing. Like it was so cool having, so I can see where, you know, it, it could be tempting. It depends on where you're at in your, in your life. If you're yeah. in this situation where it's easy for you to pull up stakes and go. But yeah, you're definitely right. That is, a, that is an overlooked thing for a lot of traders is thinking that you have to make a certain amount of money to go full-time trader. So obviously you want to have some money saved and set aside and all that. But, mm. but the other part of that is you also want to look at, can I reduce my expenses so that you know, it's easier for me to get to that full-time level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would always say have six months at least though. Like if I was working a job and trying to work trading and trying to trade on the side and I wanted the trading to take over my job income, I would definitely want to have six months mm -hmm. just in case I have expenses that come up or a nasty drawdown for a couple of months or whatever, just so I don't, you know, you need that little cushion, I think. 
yeah, yeah. it never goes as well as you think, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's never as good as Forks Tester. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Walter. See ya. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.